Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Okay, Ronan, very nice to have you here. Thank you for um, giving me some time to talk a little bit. I've been doing this with uh, some of the uh, players, your generation, a little younger, a little older. I find the, your path very interesting. Uh, could you please introduce yourself for the ones that don't know you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Antonio, for having me. Um, I'm Ronan Gyakchuk. I'm 20 years old. Um, I grew up both in upstate New York, and then I live now in South Florida in Boca Raton. And I'm a sophomore on the men's tennis team at Harvard. Okay, fan fantastic. I'm going to take you back to a, a time travel. So my first question is going to be, how did you start playing tennis and why? Why tennis and not a different sport? Yeah, I think for me, it was, pretty, it was a pretty easy and natural transition. So not, neither of my parents played tennis, but I had an older brother who's six years older than me. He, um, he started playing and I was kind of just following him onto the court. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And, you know, I tried other sports. I played a little bit of soccer. I swam a little bit as well, but I was just, wasn't very good at those other sports. And so I kind of stuck with tennis and I'm, I'm pretty happy that I did. Okay. So um, you follow your, your brother a little and that was a sport you connected the best. You were, you were able to, to hit the ball fine at the beginning. Yeah, I think I had, I had a little bit of talent, I guess. And, you know, I mean, my parents, they loved the sport. My brother was playing. And so, you know, there was no reason for me to stop. You know, I kept going. And yeah, I think I started to play a little bit more as I got older. And then obviously, like, when you get to kind of 10, 11, you know, you're already playing sectional tournaments, national tournaments. And so from there, it kind of took off and you never really looked back. Yeah. And do you remember how old you were when you hit your first balls? I would say, I mean, my first memories of like I'm sure I probably had a racket in my hand of some sort when I was like you know three or four years old but I think like actually being on the court and like playing tennis for myself I was probably about six years old I think six or so okay yeah that was my age as well cool um and then um what was your parents role in this how involved were, were your your parents in your tennis father or mother or both or yeah, both my parents were super involved, kind of in different ways. I mean, I'm sure you know, my, my dad is very active. Um, he's been, played a very active role in my tennis and my development, you know, ever since I was, a, you know, very young when I started, you know, up until maybe like 13 or 14, he was one of my like predominant coaches. He was always on the court with me and working with me, especially growing up in upstate New York. You know, there wasn't a lot of tennis and there weren't too many coaches. So he spent a lot of time with me on the court. And then even now, you know, he'll still come out like once, once a week when he can just like feed me some balls and kind of take a look at my game. And then, um, you know, my mom, she's always been, she's traveled with me always. She kind of plays a little bit more of a behind the scenes sort of role, taking care of the hotels and the nutrition and making sure I'm eating right and hydration and things like that. She's always been amazing at that stuff. So yeah, they're, they're both very supportive and play sort of different roles. Okay, great, great. Yeah, I know your, your family. So um, I, I, I've seen your fa father and how he has followed your, your tennis and the involvement and engagement he had in it. Um, and if we go um, in that similar direction, I mean, I know you had other coaches um, and 
would you recognize any style of learning, for example, for you, what was predominant? Was it more technical or just go and, and hit the ball as good as you can and it, it, it doesn't matter, technique will come? Or was it more an, a strategic approach to the game? Uh, how would you say it was your learning style? I think when I was younger, especially, I was very much technical. You know, my dad, my dad's actually an engineer. And so he's very, you know, attention to detail, like the technical stuff. And I think I was fortunate to have some very good coaches, including yourself, who, uh, who kind of helped help me with my technique. And I think if you look at me today, you'd probably think, you know, like, my technique is relatively sound. And so I think definitely attributed that to some good coaching early on. I think as I got older, it moved to be a little bit more, you know, working on the strategy and kind of also the mental, like, you know, there's a lot, so many aspects of tennis. I think now in college, you know, my coach is to take a, a very like holistic approach to it. You know, we're working not just on the technique, but also, you know, being physical out there on the court, the mental side of things. And, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot that goes into it. So I think definitely now it's a more, more rounded approach. Okay. So, yeah, I remember when you were, uh, well, I think I met you when you were 12 or 13 or 11 around there. Mm -hmm. And you were there actually not bad strategically you had like a good idea of the game. This is why this question is so interesting for me because you see the different paths uh, the players take, no? Some are very technical and they have to learn strategy later and some is the opposite. They are uh, good fighters and have good strategies, but they don't have so uh, um, sound technique and they have to develop it later. So for you, you have the, uh, the impression that it was at the beginning a more technical approach. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, for me, definitely technical was probably probably the thing I focused on the most for sure, especially at a young age. Okay. And uh, did you have any role models as a, as a kid, like a player you like and you copy a little bit the way they play or the way they hit the ball? Mm, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I had any role models that I really like tried to replicate on the court. You know, I think as a kid, I always loved just like watching Federer, you know, he makes the game look easy. You know, I... I love, I kind of love the way, like, I guess not so much now, you know, you have like Djokovic, for example, who now is very, like much, very business-like on the court and kind of, you know, you see him winning a ton. But I remember when he was kind of breaking out that 20, where he was just an absolute animal on the court, you know, he had that, that fighting spirit. He was almost like a warrior. So I, I really respected that kind of aspect as well. Um, but I think in, in terms of like role models, I didn't really have anyone in particular, but I think something that kind of helped, is, helped me was just having a lot of peers like around my age that were all playing at a pretty similar level. Um, I think just going out to tournaments and seeing different kids, whether it's in your section and also going out to play nationals, like there's so many kids in the U.S. that are very good and they're all like very motivated and competing, competing well. So that was probably like one of my biggest motivating factors, just seeing kids around me and wanting to try to keep up and do better. So if I understand correctly, Ronan, you use that, I would say, pressure, you know, this competitive pressure as a motivator. So it was not like, oh, I'm going to this tournament, so many good guys. I hope I don't play this one in order not to lose. You use it more like to get stronger? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of the same kids every other weekend, you know, at these tournaments. So you can't really, you can't really run, run away from it. You kind of either, you know, you're either going to lose or you got to try and get better. And so I kind of took it that way. You know, I think, um, it, I think it was healthy in the end. Hmm. Good. Very good uh, approach to that. Uh, do you consider yourself... It, when when you were on 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 that uh, segment, like uh, you could deal with defeat well, or or were you down like for a couple of days and in your head and this is not working and bad, or could you 
be analytic and, and move move forward? I think, I mean, I've always been someone that's been relatively calm on the course. So I think like in the moment, I was always pretty calm, but it like losses obviously stung a little bit. I don't think I, w- I wasn't over it in, a, in an instant. You know, it definitely took maybe maybe like a couple hours, half a day or so where like you're kind of upset. Um, but I think after that, like def- definitely the next day you're able to look back and like see like what did I do wrong or where could I have improved? I think I don't think I, I've been one to dwell on matches for longer than a day. I don't think. Okay, that's good. It's good. And um, in your years playing tennis, did you have any moment of insight so far that you say, wow, I understood something that was right in front of me and I couldn't see it. And now, now I understand. Do you have any moment like that? Yeah, I think so. So this, it was, it was 2019 summer, like kind of, I think it was in June. I was playing a futures in Orlando And, you know, I was kind of like in that kind of transition period where I was pretty much finishing up juniors and I was going to go to college um, in August. And, you know, I, I was top 100 juniors. So I decided to kind of try to play some futures ranking to get in. And I play, started playing some main draws and I kind of realized like, you know, my ball striking ability was there. You know, I was able to hang with these guys, but like the intensity physically like wasn't there. Like that was definitely like the area where I felt I needed to improve the most. And so I think that, You know, I played Orlando Futures in June and I, I think I played a good match against Kovacevic. I lost in three sets, but like I kind of felt like, you know, this guy had like a little extra gear that I didn't have. And so I, I remember training really hard for a few weeks and I went out um, later that summer and I actually had some good results. I think I made a quarters in the future, a semi, ended up uh, making the semis at Kalamazoo at the end of the summer as well. So I think that was definitely a kind of a turning point or kind of definitely a moment of insight where I kind of realized I need to improve on this. Okay. So uh, there again, losing a match gave you the insight, like a, a different understanding. Good, mm-hmm. good. Um, I, I, you know, Ronan, I think that's one very important quality. I always talk about, it sounds uh, not great at time, but I think tennis players, they have to be great losers. You have to know how to lose in order to bounce back with the, the experience you gain. Otherwise it's losing is, is totally uh, uh, for nothing. Right? If you lose and you don't learn, Um, is it, not too great. Yeah, uh, gr- great. And um, what is your biggest challenge right now? Yeah, I think for me now, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a sophomore at Harvard on the tennis team there. And so there's a lot of kind of things to juggle, whether it's both, you know, your tennis, school life, social life, and then professionally as well. So I think, you know, that's definitely my, my biggest challenge is trying to juggle those, those things. You know, being, being a student athlete is difficult at any school, but I think specifically at an Ivy League school or at Harvard, I think there's a little bit added dimension just because the academics are very rigorous. And so there's a, there's not too much free time. And so I think trying to find that balance where I can really get the best out of both my tennis and my studies is something that I've been working on. And I think I'm starting to kind of get, get the hang of it now that I'm in my second year. Okay. And do you have like similar days, for example, like Monday is the same as Tuesday or are they different? Yeah. So for us, Monday is our off day from tennis. So Monday for me is usually a heavy class day. I try to schedule more classes on Monday so I can kind of get some work done, things like that. Um, Tuesday, Thursday are similar. Um, usually we're lift in the morning and then practice right after for two, two and a half hours. And then after that, I'm free to go to class. So that, that usually looks like 7.30 to maybe 10.30 um, over by the courts. And then after or I have the option to go back in the afternoon if I wanted some extra reps. And then kind of Wednesday, Friday are afternoon team practices Um, playing with the guys, do some doubles as well. And then the weekends, you're either competing or you get extra reps as well. 
Okay, so you have different days during the week, so you have to be flexible with your scheduling of, of activities? Yeah, because I think the way the coaches like to do it is, you know, we like to have team practice. Obviously, you know, we can play with the whole, every guy on the team and it kind of helps to, to build a little bit of chemistry and morale. But at the same time, we want that individual attention more. So, um, you know, on Tuesday, Thursday, some of the practice will be a little bit smaller. You'll have maybe four guys. So we'll have a group of maybe four or five guys practicing in the morning right after our lift. And then we'll have another four or five guys who scheduled their classes in the morning. So that way they come back in the afternoon. And so the groups are a little bit smaller and more manageable. So you can do a little bit more private work with the coaches. And how many guys are, are in the team? Uh, we have 12 guys this year. 12 guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you practice like uh, two per court or three per court? How, how, how is that? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, we can practice two per court if, if we want to. I mean, court. sometimes we want to do drills that are, you know, three guys. If you want to do a little bit, little bit of movement or some doubles, you know, you'd have four on a court. But for the most part, yeah, we'll, we'll have the six courts open to us most of the time. We'll switch on and off with the women's team. So two, two per court is definitely manageable every time. Okay. And um, the other question, what are you um, following in, in your academics? Any specific line already, like uh, medicine or law or... Where, where are you heading to? Yeah, so I'm studying economics now. And, you know, sophomore year, they're, they're recruiting for, for different jobs, like investment banking and consulting is usually around this year. So I plan on uh, hope, hopefully pursuing a career in investment banking or finance um, upon graduation. Yeah, so that kind of stuff's coming up soon. Okay. Uh, what, what makes you happy about tennis when you play what, what, or about the whole thing about sport? What is, what is the one thing that you say, okay, I enjoy this very much? Yeah, I mean, tennis is always been special to me. I mean, you know, playing from a young age and being able to play it, play it now, I think like you kind of, it's just the fact that you've played it so long, like brings a little bit of joy in, in that sense. But something that I've always enjoyed about it is that you can kind of play for yourself and like you get, you know, the win is on your shoulders and the loss is also on your shoulders as well. So, I mean, I think that's honestly the thing I enjoy about the most. And like now, being able to play with a team, you know, I think as another dimension, you know, kind of that missing aspect that you don't get um, in juniors. So I think, yeah, definitely I'm as motivated as ever and I'm super happy playing tennis right now. Nice, nice. And um, um, you kind of answered this before, but I'm, I'm not sure if I understood correctly. Uh, do you have any tennis dreams for after your college or are you going to go straight to work or are you going to try to play? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely if, if like if my level's there and, you know, if I'm feeling good, I definitely love to play play pro. I mean, I think every kid dreams about, you know, playing the Grand Slams and like playing a full circuit. And, you know, I played a lot of juniors and I was fortunate enough to be able to travel. And, you know, I, I like the lifestyle and I like traveling and playing. And so definitely if I can, I'd love to try and play play professionally and see how see what I can do, at least for you know a year or two, just to kind of give it a shot. You know, I always want to see where you can get to. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't. You know, I think that's kind of the benefit of going to college. You know, you kind of have that that plan B. So yeah, definitely, I would love to play some pro tennis. Yeah, and um, so now, now you're in college. It's going to be four years, and then you could do that, and then a master's after. Or how would that work? Yeah, so for me, I definitely plan on, on finishing my my degree. So that would be um, in the spring of 2024, and then after that, yeah, it'll be up to me. I could, you know, masters is something that you know, with COVID, I have an extra extra year of eligibility. Yeah. So that's also a possibility if I wanted to extend my education a little bit more. But um, at the moment, I haven't really made that decision yet. Okay. Yeah. Still a little, a little far and the world is changing too quickly yeah. to make <laughs> long-term plans. Uh, any lesson you feel like 
tennis has taught you in these years? Yeah, I think tennis, I mean, the thing with tennis is that it requires so much time and effort and there's a, a lot of discipline and kind of consistency that comes with playing at a high level. And I think that's something that you can kind of apply to anything that you're doing, you know, being able going spending, you know, two, three hours a day on the court for six days a week, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and you know, being able to stretch afterwards and those sort of things. I think that consistency is something that I can take, you know, off the court. And also, just like I said, I played a lot of juniors and I was able to travel a lot. And I think that being able to travel kind of helped give me a little bit of perspective on kind of like my life and like kind of the, how fortunate I am to just be able to play tennis and I'm at a great school and, you know, I have a lot of, a lot in front of me to look forward to. So I think that, yeah, it's definitely given me another perspective on kind of, you know, how fortunate I am and you know, the things that I can have the opportunity to do. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's true. It requires a lot of uh, discipline and consistency, you know, it's mm -hmm. amazing how often as tennis players will repeat one and the same thing and yeah sometimes an error <laughs> we repeat an error very often we need a lot of uh, patience also there and if you would look back a little ronan at the one that was 10 11 12 or 8 what advice would you give to to that little little ronan yeah i, I think something that I, would, I think i would definitely say would be you know, to go into every, every day or every practice, whatever it may be, but just have having an intention or something that you want to improve on on that day, you know, going in with these little goals, I think is something that, you know, will add up a ton, especially, you know, you know, I'm 20 years old now. So if I told myself this at 10, like 10 years, 10 years of doing, you know, getting better at one thing each day or having that focus, I think would make huge impacts on anything, not just tennis. So I think, yeah, going into, going into each day with just wanting to do something, wanting to accomplish something, I think would be something that I would tell myself. Hmm. Are you able to do that better nowadays? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, there's a lot going on at school, you know, there's a lot of things that I can do, you know, whether it's, you know, looking ahead and, you know, job hunting and, you know, studying, or it's like focusing on tennis and trying to improve, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can kind of, kind of do. And so I think I've be become much more structured in the way that I approach my days rather than, oh, you know, I've, I've got tennis for a couple hours and then I'll come back and then tennis again, you know, there's, there's more to my day, a little bit more structure now. Yeah. And do you, do you get any help to do that or you have to do it on your own or, or somebody um, like older players or coaches or teachers, do they help you to structure your day or you have to uh, come up with a, with a plan on your own? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no one formally that will structure your day for you, you know, at Harvard, I think that's the one thing that's kind of a little bit unique maybe is that, you know, we, we have the same resources as every other student, you know, the athletes don't get any other, any other treatment. So there's no one that will kind of do your schedule for you, but the upperclassmen and the guys on the team, the coaches, they're all amazing resources, especially for guys coming in um, who are unfamiliar with college tennis and just college in general. Um, they really helped me a lot, you know, kind of managing, managing my schedule and kind of, you know, knowing what to expect as things move forward, especially for someone I did online high school. So going into college was definitely, it was a very big, big jump for me, but yeah, the guys on the team and the upperclassmen were super helpful with that. And now I think I've, uh, kind of become a lot more independent and maybe helping the younger guys themselves um, mm. kind of find structure in their day. Yeah, that's the ultimate le learning, they say, no? When you teach it. You know, you learn it. When you teach it, you you got it. And th that is true. You did uh, online school and now you are over there. How, how was that for you? Yeah, I think the the first semester was definitely, definitely a challenge. I mean, there was just, I just wasn't used to the to the pace. You know, it's very busy. But I think, you know, after the first, like, 
four or five weeks, I definitely got my footing and it turned, things turned out really well. And now I definitely feel very comfortable, but there, there was an adjustment period, especially like first month, you know, just going to, you know, a brick and mortar classroom and you know, interacting with students and things like that and having so much, so many resources at your disposal. And um, yeah, I think it's definitely, it took me a little bit of time to kind of get used to that and kind of know how to like, know how I study best and how I operate. Um, that's something I said, I didn't, I didn't have to know all I, all I was doing was, you know, tennis and then I'd have school on my own time. So Figuring those things out was definitely fun. It took me it took me a little bit of time, but now now I'm off and running. Okay, and what is your next step in the in the next weeks? What's what's going on? You, you told me you're going to college uh, mm -hmm. tomorrow. So what what's coming? Yeah, so I fly out tomorrow back to Cambridge, and we have our first team practice on Friday, and we're going to be scrimmaging Dartmouth on Saturday take a couple of days off. We play Boston college as our home opener to start the year on Tuesday. And then that following weekend, we're going off to Virginia to play Virginia tech and Virginia as well. So we hit the ground running. So I'm very excited. Super, super. It sounds like a very exciting uh, path. And well, people don't know, maybe the ones that are listening, but I, I know you since you were a, a young kid. So it's so nice to see you guys grow up and, and transform into this, big boy uh, going to Harvard, good players. It has been very nice for me to look at it uh, sometimes closer, sometimes at a distance, but see this transformation. Okay, Ronan, I will let you go. I know you're a busy guy, uh, have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, thank you so much for sharing um, some time with you, your experience also with other uh, kids that are listening, because I do listen. I've, I've done a couple of chapters and they're very interesting interested to know what the what the, the they're behind is you know they're 15 16 then they listen to the 20 year old guys and say wow that could be me in a couple of years so thank you so much for sharing absolutely thank you Antonio. i had a lot of fun Happy yeah to do it. and don't forget to say hi to your parents to roshan <laughs> Thanks, all right Antonio. take care ronan thank you so much have a good one thanks yeah you too bye bye Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.